The advice given on sex and other human activities is for entertainment purposes only. If you've got a question for us, send us an email at cavecomedyradio at gmail.com. Got a rumbly in my company. Yeah, I just ate a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Sex and Other Human Activities, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Marcus Parks. I'm Jackie Zabrowski, and, and I am Burpee. And I I'm wonder how burpee. many times I've started with the, these episodes with. Yeah. Yeah. You're always burpee. I'm always burpee. It's because I love that sparkling water. <laughs> well, today's episode, I guess we're going to start off with uh, something I've kind of been putting off talking about for a while. Uh, something that's been going on in my life for quite a while. Uh, but me and uh, me and my girlfriend of like a, a couple years, kind of on a break right now. Something that we started back in, uh, I guess, March or so, uh, where we decided like we were going to try this thing where... You know, we live together still, but we have two separate bedrooms, so we're able to have kind of our own separate spaces. Uh, and uh, we're totally fine. as Like, we're great as friends So and as roommates, so there's no problems there. It's just the relationship part of it and the emotional part and the communication, all that, that we've always had problems with. Uh, so we decided to take a break pretty much for the summer, uh, and then come back in September and see where we are. Uh, so throughout this thing, we kind of have a, I guess you'd call it maybe a weekly check-in. Like, hey, how's your life going? What are you feeling right now? What do you think about what's going on with us right now? Just as kind of a, yeah, it's just a check-in. See what's going on. And uh, we were talking uh, this week, uh, and I guess it's appropriate since 4th of July is coming up. My favorite holiday. I love the 4th of July. Is the best. <laughs> and this year, the fireworks are on the East River, and they've b- fucking been on the Hudson for the last two or three years, and we can't see them because we all live the fucking, we all live west of Manhattan, but this fucking year, they're on the East River. We're gonna fucking see those fireworks up close, and I can't fucking wait. It's gonna be awesome. Oh, it's gonna be so great. But yes, 4th of July is my favorite holiday, which plays into what she said to me uh and we were talking about something we were just kind of talking about you know what's going on with me right now i was like you know my uh my sometimes my greatest strengths are also my biggest weaknesses you know and she just looked at me and she said and if you didn't know she's uh she is english she grew up in a uh, yorkshire uh and her grandfather is you know French and her father's Israeli and her mother's Caribbean, you know, like there's all kinds of shit going on there. Uh, and as you know, Jackie, and as all the listeners know, I am as American as it fucking gets. Yes. We've been here pre-revolutionary wars. I've said many times before, we, I am as American as it fucking gets. You know, we've lived in every part of uh, the country that you can possibly fucking imagine over, you know, the last 300 years. Uh, and so I am, and she looks at me after I say that my biggest, my biggest strengths are also my greatest weaknesses. She just looks at me and she said, wow, I never realized this before, but you are America. Like, Okay, well, I don't quite get what that means. And maybe the fact that I don't quite get what that means also makes me extremely fucking American. Uh, but we started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, when you say, like, someone says that to you, I, I feel like my response would be like, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I am. That guy, I took it as a compliment myself. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, that's that's fucking great. Like, I I love being an American, you know. And, and a little bit later in the conversation, you know, she, you know, 
said, I was gonna just kind of talking about stuff. She's like, you know, like when you're down, like think about something that you really like about yourself. And I just looked at her, I was like, I like how American I am. That's something I really like about myself. Like I'm not, I wouldn't say like I'm fucking jingoistic or like super, you know, extremely patriotic, nor do I blindly follow our leaders uh, or blindly follow like the fucking conventions of America and American life. There's a lot of stuff that I don't like about this country, but I fucking love this country so much, even though I've never been anywhere else. That's fine. Most of us haven't. We also started talking about our friends and uh, I was like, and she was saying like, you know, almost all of her friends have some sort of European bent to them. Either they are from Europe or have parents from Europe uh, or, you know, they have some sort of roots in another country besides America. Like she doesn't have, she has almost no friends that are truly fucking American, like really American. And I started thinking about it that all of my best friends are super fucking American. Yes. <laughs> like really, really, really American. Like you listen to the shows here on Cave Comedy Radio and it, and it fucking, it fascinates me that we have such a huge uh, international uh, listenership that we are, I think you can say without a doubt, we are the most American fucking podcast network out there. Uh, and I take huge pride in that. In <laughs> fact, I fucking chose the name Cave Comedy Radio because the initials are CCR. Yeah. Creedence fucking Clearwater <laughs> Revival, which is one of the most American bands out there. Yeah, it is. Yeah, which is fucking, you know, it's great. Like, it, it plays in all this stuff. And uh, and it, it it's funny because so many people around the world talk shit about America and say how much we suck and all which that. Which is true in many ways. Which is true in a lot of ways. But I, I think, think it's still okay. I think you can still respect that, like, I am proud to be an American. Yeah. And that, that, that doesn't mean that I hate people from other countries Not doesn't mean all. it just means that you're just raised in a different way and and I feel like especially when someone says that you're American you take it in the way that you want to take it. Because some people would take that as an offense. Yeah. Which is understandable. We're not, you know, the number one best ever. We do nothing wrong. Mm -mm. That is not true. We do a lot wrong. We do wrong. a lot wrong. And do we really have to rank it? Yeah. I just, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we just, don't. We've I, all got our strength. Every country has their strengths and weaknesses, you know? Yes. And I think that it's okay to be great with where you're from yeah to have some sort of patriotism and and if you don't that's cool too you know it's all in you you know why because this is america and you can think and whatever you can the think fuck what you want to think <laughs> which is great and also you have the like ability to go somewhere else if yeah. you really hate it here you can go you're able to go somewhere else yeah and i'm not gonna either gonna and i'm also not gonna be the type of things like love it or leave it yeah no like, no yeah, no, no, no. I have problems with it. Everyone does. Yeah, everybody does. And I think that's, you know, part of being a true American is fucking acknowledging the shitty problems that we have and all of the fucking terrible things we have and also acknowledging there's nothing we can do about it. But it's making do with what you have. And I think that's a lot of what America is, is making do. It's making the best of a admittedly kind of shitty situation. But you know what? How we make the best of it? <sighs> God, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but then ingenuity, and, American ingenuity, yeah. you know. And it's also, you know, taking the bull by the horns and figuring out a way to make your life what you want it to be, mm -hmm. which is not 
available to everyone around the world. No, it's not. And it's something that here that you can choose not to if you don't want to. And and when you guys are when you were talking about the conversation that you had had with your girlfriend, it immediately made me think of Doug and that I like how American he is. Yeah. I like that he acknowledges the fact that he has weaknesses and the fact that he has strengths that he is able to play to and he does. Mm-hmm. And he makes he's making out of life what he wants to do. And I like that about him. You know, I read something. I can't remember where I read it, but it was fairly recently. uh, But someone was talking about like what it, you know, part of what it means to be an American, what it means to like work in America is you find the job that you want and you create it. And I believe that's what I've done here. Yeah. I figured out like that's, you know, I found the job that I want. Then I saw the job that I wanted and I fucking made it. Like I created the job, of course not. Any, but that's the other thing about America is that not everybody has that fucking choice. Right. You know, like some America is also a land where you can get trapped very easily. And if you don't have, you know, certain advantages that then, you know, you can possibly, you can work your way up, but it is much fucking harder for some people than it is for others. And if I, and I've had a fairly easy life. Uh, and if I didn't have, you know, such an easy life, then maybe I wouldn't feel as good about this country as I do. Uh, but I did and I, and I do, you know, I did and I do, and I'm, I'm not going to apologize for it and I'm not going to feel bad about it. Uh, and I'm going to fucking embrace it. And anybody out there, you know, if you're in, you know, another country, embrace where the fuck you're from, acknowledge that there are faults, but look at the things that you love about where you're from. Uh, and if you're going to stay there, then find the things that you love. Find the people that you love. Uh, you grew up there. You share things with those people that you grew up with uh, that you may not even know yet, but you shared things with them that no people who didn't sh- grow up in your country, uh, they don't have that. You have a shorthand with people. People in your own country, you have a shorthand with them. You don't, There are things that you don't have to explain. There are things that go left unsaid that they just assume. It's, already, it's subconscious. They are already know that you don't have to explain that uh but that is i think that that's the beauty of of your own country and, and where you're from and, and if you want to hate where you're from fucking by all means hate it man hate it and try to get out and if you can't get out just make the best of what you got find other people who hate it there's no shortage of people who hate where they're from uh fucking but just you know just remember that in every country there are uh, good people uh but I just choose um, myself, Americans. <laughs> <laughs> I think it sucks that like we are so obviously seen around the world as rude and brash too, which a lot of the country is, and yeah. it sucks because it's the same with everywhere. It's like stereotypes are stereotypes for a reason, and unfortunately a lot of people play into it, but then there are people that are striving so hard to not be that. Yeah. But, I mean, I know that anywhere else I would go, I'm a loud person. Yeah. I'm always going to be the loudest person in the room. Yeah. Me and you are constantly fighting for it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We're both very loud people, and that's just the way we are. Uh, And that's fine. I think that's okay. That's just, you know, it's, you know, it's people, I'm not going to tell a Danish person to speak the fuck up. <laughs> I'm just going to listen a little closer, you know, like. Get eerily close yeah. to them and be like, huh? What? What do you say? Oh, please do repeat. 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 Please do repeat. You have a repeat? Yeah. But I guess in honor of, of, of 4th of July, you know, like I'll, I'm just going to go ahead and say, 
I'm proud to be an American. Well, at least I know I'm free. And I'm proud to man the man. Next to you. <laughs> <laughs> I think the thing I like about the July 4th is that you get to sing. Oh, man, There's you get so to sing. There's so much singing. You get to sing over and over and over again. You get to sing, you know, you get to sing God Bless USA. You get to sing the national anthem. Oh, yeah. So many times. So many times. So many fucking times. And just and if you're with the right group of people, then they'll sing along with you the entire time. I'm interested in people that from other countries that are listening. If you want to write in how you feel about your country's Independence Day. Yeah. Like, especially Canada. We have a lot of listeners in Canada. What do you do for Canada's Independence Day? <laughs> I think they uh, there's this guy named Louis Riel that they really like. Yeah? Yeah. I think. I think maybe that's just I don't think I've Quebec. learned one fucking thing about <laughs> Canadian history. I know nothing about Which sucks. I learned a bit. You did? I We didn't learn anything about it. Well, I had to fucking learn on my own. Oh, okay. You yeah. looked it up yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't teach you Canadian history in America. Why not? I don't know. I mean, it's Canada. They're, they're fine. I mean, we should learn about it loosely. I mean, yeah. I know that they gained independence. I know that. Yeah. But that's about it. I know they, there's uh, some British stuff. Yeah. And Quebec speaks French. They got some French stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and Newfoundland. I know that place is weird. <laughs> uh, my uh, One of my best friends, Colin, his family's from Newfoundland. Oh, really? And he's super weird. Oh, he's Canadian. Well, he's uh, his parents are Canadian. Okay. He's Texan. Ah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hybrid. Got, weird hybrid. Really weird hybrid. Yeah, Newfie Texan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All I know, and I know there's a rum there called Screech that's really awful. Oh, uh, yeah. No, you don't want to do. Gonna it. get screeched. Exactly. They actually have a uh, a tradition in uh, Newfoundland that's called getting screeched in, uh, where you get a shot glass and a bottle of screech, and you have to pour uh, a shot into the shot glass, take the shot, and then you put the shot glass upside down on a paper towel, and if there's any moisture left uh, that drips onto the paper towel, then you have to take another. Oh, no, but that's another. hard to do. It's impossible to do. <laughs> so it's just a cruel fucking trick. I'm going to get screeched in. <laughs> screech me in. Good. Screech. Yeah, I'm going to get screeched in. <laughs> yeah, that, that is one of the reasons why I kind of want to go to Newfoundland. It's uh, I think that place is mostly Irish or something. They talk real weird. It's Sounds great. Yeah, Let's I know. There. I know some things about Canada. You do. Yeah, two or three more than the, more, more than, than the, most. More than the average American. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's another part of being American. Being curious. Being curious. Yes. Being, yes. Curious kids. I didn't know curious was an adjective used <laughs> to describe Americans. Good Americans. <laughs> curious. See, I feel like it's more the dumb and not knowing. That's the stereotype. <laughs> that's the stereotype. Yeah. Yeah, that's the stereotype. We got to fucking get away from these stereotypes. We're curious. You're curious people. Yes, when, you know, the British girlfriend, when we go back to Texas, so many questions people I bet. ask. So many questions. They want to know more about the Jewish side than, than the British side, but they're very curious about things. And I think that's, uh, I think that's fine. You know, I think sometimes, I think people, you know, I think sometimes the curiosity of Americans comes off as ignorance as be, and also being rude as and well and being rude yeah it's it's and i think that that's what i've heard from other people from other countries is that when you first meet an american like you'll know their whole life story in the first 10 minutes 
Because we love to talk. We love to talk. <laughs> we love to talk. We're very open. We're open. We're an open uh, people. Uh, and I don't, there's nothing wrong with that. If we weren't such an open people, if we were an American, we wouldn't be doing this show right now. That's true. You're not hearing any British people talking about their horrible <laughs> fucking past. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're not hearing anyone from Germany. Unless they're real drunk. Drunk. Yeah. <laughs> real drunk. But yeah, I mean, this is a very American show, being open about all this stuff, you know? And it's, it's good. To people that we don't know. Yeah, to people that we don't know. And maybe that's why we have such a big international following, because people in other countries don't talk about this shit as openly as we do. As openly as motherfucking Americans. Americans. Yeah, we are Americans, pit- Americans. We are pissing off, I think, all of our international audience. Yeah. On this <laughs> but I'm also curious that, like, or... If you guys think we're wrong, yeah, hit us up. Yeah, if you think we're wrong, because we're down to talk. Yeah, that's man, we're, we're curious. Totally. Everyone, <laughs> Americans are curious. Totally down to hear some other shit. So you just let us know, CaveComedyRadio at gmail.com, and we'll figure this shit out. Sorry, it's because of the Fourth of July. It's yeah, a, I mean, the yeah, second it's, the Fourth of July comes, it's also so hot, and it's just like, yeah, yeah. man, I'm just living the dream. <laughs> I'm just working really hard and still in. Debt and have no time off uh, for myself. So I'm an American. Also, <laughs> there you go. Let's say that's also extremely American. Yes, very yeah. American. That's why we're fucking always fucking Bonzo Bingo. It's because we work all the guys. We're Bonzo time. Bingo. Yeah, we're just Bonzo Bingo. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's fucking America. Bonzo Bingo. I like that. That should be on our fucking World Cup uniforms. Oh, man. Bon- we just lost. That's yeah, fine. we just lost to Germany, which, you know, it's fine. I don't know. And then you said we're still going ahead. We're still advancing. I don't get the game. The (laughs) game is not American. (laughs) I don't understand. I'm like, but you lost. You know what I heard? But you still get to play? (laughs) You know I heard the other day is that the whole soccer football thing, that is the British people's fault. Because when they brought the game over to America way back when, there was a brief period of time where they called it soccer. And so we just ran with it. We just assumed everyone called it soccer. Ah. And then it wasn't until decades and decades later that we found out, like, oh, no, the rest of the world calls it football. But you know what? We've been calling it soccer for the last, like, 60 years, so fuck off. Yeah. I mean, yes, technically it's a football. Yes. It's a ball. You play with a foot. Yeah. It's very much a football. But we're not here to talk about I don't give a fuck. I know nothing about it. (laughs) I've tried. I've tried so hard uh, to to watch games, but there's just there's a certain level of drunk that I hit Mm -hmm. where it's like fucking great for like 20 minutes. Yes. 10, 20 minutes. So it's like this certain level of drunk. Five minutes. Five minutes. Yeah. (laughs) And then I get too drunk and then I just want to talk to my friends. Yes. Yeah. Just like, but yeah. But I'm I'm that way with every game. Any kind of game that's on the TV box. Except for Texas Tech games. That's about it. Mm. Yeah. That's when I will abandon everyone. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, let's get to our letters for today. If you have any questions or comments for us, cavecomedyradio at gmail.com is the address. And we're going to get to a letter today that we've been promising to get to for a couple of weeks. We're finally going to get to it. What are we going to call this guy? Mm, Razzle Dazzle. (laughs) All right, it's Razzle Dazzle. Jackie and Marcus, first off, I love Cave Comedy Radio. Podcasts like Roundtable and Last Podcast have become like weekly church service for me. Keep up the good work. Oh, Thank it's such a better much. church than it's, a real church. Oh, it's such a better church. Yeah, because we say nice things. <laughs> all right, first, all right. Okay. 
I'm 27 years old and I'm a diaper fetishist. I've been into this since I was really young. Both then and now, it's not always a sexual thing, but sometimes a comfort thing. I sometimes buy diapers just to wear when I'm alone, so I do have somewhat of an outlet for it. I got engaged to my girlfriend of over nine years in November, and we just started renting our first place together in March. She knows about my fetish and accepts it. The problem is that while she's okay with it, I'm not. I feel so much shame about it that even hearing the word diaper makes me wince. I've only talked to my fiance about it a couple of times. Each time I did, I stuttered an almost obscene amount trying to force the words out of my mouth when I've never stuttered at any other time. She's tried very gently on a few occasions to incorporate my fetish into our sex life, but I always refuse explaining that I'm not ready and quite possibly will never be ready. I love this girl and I look forward to spending time with her just like I did when we dated in high school. I'm trying hard to be okay with myself and she's given me more than enough space and privacy to do so, but I'm scared I'll never be okay with it and years down the road, it's going to put a strain on our relationship. I can tell when I refuse her offers to try or talk about my fetish that it hurts her a little bit, but she's very understanding. How can I overcome my shame and overwhelming embarrassment about this uh, or to at least be okay to talk about it, even if I'm never actually willing to physically let her participate in it? Yours truly, Razzle Dazzle. Oh man, you might, I mean, this, this might be a conversation for the therapist. You know, I, I think that you've, of course, it's anytime someone has a fetish that is outside of the norm and really a fetish by definition is something that is outside of the norm. You know, your fetish is no different from anybody who really likes feet you know, or somebody, uh, who, you know, really enjoys, you know, S and M or being tied up or anything like that. Yeah, Everybody's got, everybody's got their poison. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. it's, it's true. Everyone's Every, got their thing. Yeah. Everyone has their thing. You know, it's just that, you know, yours is something that, you know, isn't, that isn't the, you know, that is not only, you know, socially unacceptable, but also very easily open to ridicule. Uh, and, of course, you know, that's why, you know, you've kept it such a big secret. And, uh, you know, and I know that that you're afraid of, you know, I, I know that you're afraid of being ridiculed by uh, by your girlfriend or fiance. Even though it doesn't seem that she would yeah. ever. But that's still a hard bridge to cross. Yeah. There's definitely, of course, it's understandable to be completely hesitant to open up something that you have been ashamed of for a really long time to someone that you love because that's, I mean, it's like opening up a wound that you like that it's scabbed over. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think what might be going on in your head, it's probably just this little, you know, itchy, scratchy thought in the back of your brain is that you're, you might be paranoid that if things go wrong between the two of you, then she might tell everybody that it's no longer going to be a secret that if you open up to her completely on this, then, you know, things might go south down the road and then there's going to be someone else in this world that knows your secret. But you know what, man, is, you know, you asked her to marry you. You know, this is a woman that you want to be with for the rest of your life and she wants to be with you for the rest of your life and you can't have secrets. You can't have that separate part of yourself, especially when it's something that's so important. Sure, you can have a separate part if you really dig like radio controlled boats 
that you go and fuck around with on the weekend. Yeah. If that's so, like if that's something that you can't share with her, that's something that's totally fine. That is it is of course okay and not only okay but necessary for couples to have separate interests and you know separate uh, lives. You know, but this is something that sex is something that a married couple has to share. Uh, they have to be able to talk about it openly and freely if you want the relationship to work. Because if it goes down, if it goes down the line, the strain you you mentioned a strain uh, being put on your relationship that's definitely going to happen, and it might manifest manifest itself in a number of different ways. And I think the probably the most likely way that it's going to uh, you know rear its uh, ugly head is through resentment. Uh, you'll resent her for not being able to talk about it and not being able to do it, especially now that you live together. I'm sure before you were able to, uh, you know, walk around your apartment when she wasn't there with uh, the diaper on and do whatever you wanted to do. Uh, but now that you live together, you're not going to be able to do that as much. You're n- yeah, or if at all, you know, and you're going to start missing that and you're going to start resenting her for that and she's going to start resenting you because there is a very important part of your life that you are not sharing with her especially since she is gently trying to work it into your relationship she's accepting of it so it's also hard for on her end where she's like, well, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. I I love this man and I want to give him the freedom that he needs. But I also think that the bit, like the biggest part of what's going on here too, is that you guys just moved in together after being together for nine years. So Mm. that's like a whole nother set of learning how to get along with each other that you're also dealing with at the same time. And I wonder that maybe too, that it's hard to open up such a private side of your life because there's a lot of private things that it's not just fetishes that we do when we're alone that now you have to be open about it mm-hmm. because you live together. It's a new life. It's it's a completely new thing. And so of course you're treading on this line of of trying to figure it all out and try and it that's a hard thing to just be like, okay, I'm fine with you to let's include this. Yeah. You know, and so it's completely understandable where you're coming from. I mean, you're feeling two anxieties at once. Yes. You're feeling uh, the, you know, the anxiety about your fetish and you're also feeling the anxiety that you get when you start a new chapter of your life with somebody. Like, that's very real. That is normal. Like the, <clears throat> like the anxiety of, of, of moving in with someone or marrying someone, um, everyone has that. You know, anyone who says they don't is lying. You know, that's just human nature to to feel anxiety about about something new. Uh, So don't worry about that. I think what you need to remember is how fucking lucky you are. Yeah. You are so lucky to have not only, you know, a woman who is okay with it, but a woman who wants to know more about it, a woman who wants to be a part of it. Uh, And... You know what, man? I mean, you. I think you really have. Before you get married, you have to come clean about everything, like all of it that you want to talk about, like everything that you like and everything that you're into. 
Like you have to come clean about that stuff. But I would recommend talking to a therapist yeah. if you're able to. I think the thing that also triggered in my mind was what I, especially at the time for when dealing with anger management and the therapist I used to talk to that I was so, I think the word shame, when you use the word being shameful of it or feeling guilty about it, that I used to feel such insane shame about sex. I felt shame about masturbation. I felt such shame because in our family we did not talk about it. Catholics. It was exactly it was something that like it was dirty. It was something that you do it to have children mm-hmm. is basically what was taught to me. And I would feel so upset with myself, especially like if I would watch like rape fantasy things and like think like when I was really into like especially like bondage things and I would feel such like I would masturbate and then I would feel so guilty afterwards that that's something I had to talk out when you have something where it's like where is this guilt stemming from because what you're doing it's not hurting anybody it's not you know it's like it's just your thing everybody likes to watch different things people get off on different things people are comforted by different things you could be sucking your thumb you could have a blanket that you still sleep with it it's like everyone's got things yeah I do I'll tell you one of my weird things what's one of your weird things it is a really weird thing but sometimes I okay I really like plasticine clay Plasticine clay is it's the it's the type of clay that pretty much never goes bad. You can constantly, you know, just make different things about out of it. And I, uh, you know, it's something I do to keep my hands busy when I'm watching TV or something like that. Is I'll just make these weird little figures, and then after I get tired of looking at it, I'll destroy it and then make a new one. Uh, and this has been, you know, I've been doing this for I don't know, like five years or something like that. But sometimes. This is one of those weird things that you do when you're alone in your house. Sometimes I like to get the clay and cover my dick in it and my balls. Make like a weird dick and balls clay uh, prison or something like that. And it feels great. And I love the way it feels. We've all got our weird things. Everyone, everyone does. Yeah, everyone has like a weird... And I know, like, and now like saying I never told anyone that before... But I also you telling me that that was I mean it's not even that weird. Like, yeah, it's not even that weird. Yeah, it's not, not even I mean, that weird. That, like diaper fed is just really not that weird. No. It's like there are definitely weird things out there. Yeah, that you shouldn't also feel ashamed about if you're just jerking off your wife because you can find any fetish online now Anything. to get get it out, man. Do it. That's the freedom. You can do that. Yeah, and you're not hurting anybody, and you're and, you know you're not hurting anybody, and you're not hurting yourself. You know, either one of those things is like you're not putting your life in danger. You're not putting your health in danger. You're not putting anyone's life or health in danger. It's just something that you dig and it's not anything to be ashamed of. uh, And it's not something that, you know, you should hide from from your significant other. But, you know, I understand you not wanting to fucking, you know, tell people at work. Sure. Like, because, you know, you shouldn't, because a sexual fetish or anything like that. I mean, at least I believe that that's something like, it's not something you should be ashamed of, but, you know, it's not something that you talk to Bob about. It's also, yeah, there's a time and a place. Yeah, it's a time and a place. But that's also if you want to be private about it. Some people are extremely open, which you do you, man. Yeah, you do you. You do whatever you want. You know, it, it's it's your life. Yeah. But definitely, you know, tap into you, find out where the shame's coming from, T- yeah. talk to somebody and, you know, 
mine definitely stemmed from my mother issues. Mm -hmm. It definitely stemmed from not having a father around, you know, things like that that I talked about and I dealt with. And then I had a lot of sex. Yeah. <laughs> and and whereas it. I was like so scared to before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you just do you, man. And uh, talk to your girl. Uh, and, you know, if you start stammering and all of that, don't be embarrassed about that. Just push through it. Just because yeah. you probably, you probably, you might, you, you might not, you, but you probably will start stammering and stuttering again. Just fucking work through it. She loves you. Yeah. She's not going anywhere. She ain't, man. You know? So you're good. Hell yeah. Razzle dazzle um. <laughs> That's from Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next letter. What we call in? Ooh. Oh, I wanted to say poof daddy, but that sounds like a, that's bad, right? I think in England, yeah. That's a, oh, just yeah. bastards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, you know, the the British, the cutest way to hate. Puppy kitty. <laughs> puppy kitty, everybody loves puppy a puppy kitty. kitty. <laughs> Everyone loves a puppy, everyone loves a kitty. Put them together, it's a puppy kitty. <laughs> okay. Hi, Jackie and Marcus. Just wanted to say that I love the show. Long time listener, first time question asker. I think that works. I love I, it. I think that works. I love that. Anyways, here's my problem. I'm a 28-year-old male from way up north in Canada, Ontario. I've been a registered nurse in a busy emergency department for seven years now, and two days ago I lost my job for stealing narcotics. I've been using IV morphine and Dilaudid for about two years now, and nobody knows about it, not even my wife. I inject into my feet and always wear socks. I don't know how I ended up in this position. I don't even really smoke pot. I did have a fucked up childhood of sexual abuse, but I've talked to a therapist about it, and I think I have these emotions under control. I've heard that if I admit to addiction, I have a chance of getting my job back because it would be considered a disability and my employer could not discriminate against me. The problem is I don't know what everyone in my life will think of me. I was an excellent nurse, never stole from my patients or withheld meds from them, never had a verbal or written warning. So do I admit that I'm an addict? Oh yeah, and my wife is going to give birth in the next two weeks to our first child and she may have to return to work right away just so we don't lose our house. Any advice you would give would be helpful. Puppy kitty. I think that you should admit it. Yeah. It's time. To. You know, and it's, but that's the problem with addiction that it's like one of those roads that you go down where all of a sudden you're just like, what happened? Mm -hmm. Why, how did I get to this point? Especially when you've hidden it like that, you know, it's hard when you think you're like, well, I'm not an addict because I'm not like shooting up all the time. Like people don't really notice a difference in me. So I'm not addicted to this. It's what's called a functional addict. Exactly. And the thing is, is that you've just been slammed in the face and that is life saying, Hey man, get your shit together. It's time to admit it. And you know what? People will think things and people, but you know what's going to happen is you're going to get better mm -hmm. and your wife isn't going to leave you when she's got that young child that is your child together because you are going to get better. Yeah. And now you needed this. You And it sucks to admit. It really does. But you know what? Down the line, you feel great. Yeah. It only gets better from here. The hardest part is admitting that you have a problem. 
It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. It's going to be so hard. And it's going to be hard to, and your wife is going to be real fucking pissed off at you. Like that's, I mean, that's, well, you know what? Maybe she is and maybe she isn't. You it only depends you, on the, it, it, it depends. It, yeah, it depends. You know, I, I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and uh, take that one back. She might be really pissed at you. She might be totally understanding. If you've been for the last two years, if you've been, uh, excellent at your job if you've been an excellent provider for your family uh then you know i mean it says you know you own a house so obviously you've done well enough now and you've been functional enough to keep a life going uh for this long uh and you know what i mean you've got a real tough fucking situation with a child on the way uh so you can't lose that job there's extra stresses but you know, it meant you have to provide for your family uh, and you've got to give your wife some cushion. And also you need to have a clear head to be a father. Yeah. You you're going to be, you need to fucking, get your shit back together. You're going to be a father, you know, like what if something fucks up? You know, what if one day, you know, you are, I mean, I'm, you're a nurse, so I'm sure you know the right amount of morphine. I'm sure you know uh, exactly how much to use, uh, but it's something that might fuck up one day. One day you might fuck up and you might die. Shit happens. Yeah, shit happens. To you good people. You just may not be paying attention one day. Uh, or, you know, you might go through, you know, that kind of period where I know there's, you know, certain with, with certain people that, that are on opiates, you know, if they build up a big tolerance over a long period of time and then they don't take the drug for a while and then they go back to their original dosage that they were taking when they had the big tolerance they od and die you know that's uh they're you're playing with fire here man i mean and i know that it's going to be rough to um i, I know it's going to be real fucking rough to get through the withdrawals i know it's going to be rough to deal with real life because uh, you're not dealing with real life although you may have gotten over uh the sexual abuse, you know, in therapy, um, you're gonna now you're gonna have to deal with the rest of your life. You know, I I I, I know, you know, kind of what it's, you know, of course, nothing that terrible, but you know, I know what it's like to, you know, when you've got you know problems to deal with, uh, you know, whether it be you know a form of PTSD or you know dealing with you know certain you know memories or, or bad abuse that is happening or if you have mental illness it's very easy to focus only on those problems and to think like okay like the, the, this is what i got to figure out i i have to figure this out but then sometimes you will depend on other things to keep the rest of your life going and sometimes you'll just forget about that shit altogether sometimes you just won't keep the rest of your life going you'll just let it all fall apart uh, which is uh, you know it's the worst thing you can do you just have to find some balance and, and life is about to get a lot harder with a, a kid on the way and, and you know it really sucks that you couldn't have done this uh, or that you didn't, that this didn't happen at an easier time in your life. You know, when maybe when your wife was two weeks, you know, two months pregnant or before she got pregnant, you know, it really sucks that you have to deal with all these things at once. 
but you got no choice. But also think of how much it sucks to be tapped out of life. I mean, I know that it is easier to not feel and to not deal with your past and to not think, and it's just easier for it to all go away, but you're not living. You're not enjoying anything. You're not, even if you think that you are, you're not. Mm -hmm. You're completely dulled. Your senses are dulled. You're not the person that you're supposed to be. And that's not any way to live. Mm -mm. And you're living in a trap right now. And I think that part of the coming out and, you know, saying, admitting that you are an addict as much as that hurts, like that's part of life is admitting that sometimes you let people down, but you can make it better Mm -hmm. because you're strong enough to make it better. And you have to do it for yourself and then you can do it for other people. Yep. And you're going to have to spend a lot of time rebuilding trust. Yeah. Um, that's another, you know, that's another shitty part about it is that you're going to have to rebuild trust in your marriage. You're going to have to rebuild trust with your friends, with uh, your, you know, with your professional life. Uh, th- and that's going to take a while. You know, it's, it, it really is. But it's better in the long run than running away. So much better. It is so much better. The, the highs, the lows will be lower, but the highs will be so much fucking higher because right now you are flatlined. You know, you, uh, it's all the same, you know, it just nothing, you know, nothing bothers you, but you know, the joy that, you know, you feel the, the reason why we keep fucking living, you're not living it. You're not feeling it. Uh, and then once you get these things out of your life, these horrible fucking influences, then life's going to be harder, but it's also going to be better. And I'm happy for you. Me too, man. I'm happy, man. You can do. You can turn this fucking shit around. You can do it. And now, I mean, I know you you do it for yourself, but now you have a family to do it for too. Yeah. When you see that child, when you see that child come out of your wife, you look. I mean, that's a re. That is a rebirth for you. This mm-hmm. is a whole new beginning for you, and it's necessary. And it's awesome. And I'm happy that you are going to be on the road to recovery soon because it's so much more fun without the shit. Yeah. And you already admitted it to us. You already, you know, it, it's like a, a lot of, uh, it's like a lot of the letters we get. You already knew what you needed to do. You just wanted someone to tell you to fucking do it. Uh, so you know what to do. You know what you have to do and you know what's best for you. Uh, so good luck. Hell yeah. Um, fucking good fucking luck, man. Uh, but it'll be worth it in the end. All right. Well, we got one more letter today. What we going to call this guy? Oh, oh, he wants to call himself <laughs> John, Johnny Boviani. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it says, uh, uh, dear Je- Marcus, Jackie, and others. And by the way, this is a, a typo, but I do love this typo. Love all your sows. We're supposed to be shows, but it just made me think of female pigs. And they just like referring to all the women on CCR as your sows. It's Marcus's sows. I love it. Get in here. Get out of here. Oh, <laughs> I could do that all day. All right. 
I'm 28 years old. I've been married one year now, five years together total, and not received a single blowjob. The issue, other than that, is that I was led to believe that was something she was saving for marriage. Yet another thing that complicates the matter is that she was forced at gunpoint to be mouth-raped when she was a freshman, which may play a big part, as you know. Am I an asshole for wanting that of her when it somewhat disturbs her? If so, how do I meet my needs? How do I not cheat if offered something she won't or can't give me? Also, how do I even talk to her about it? Any advice is greatly appreciated. Your loyal listener, Johnny Boviani. I mean, this is a, this is a hard situation. This is real rough. It is really rough. It, now, I mean, first of all, I'd say you need to approach this with more sensitivity than you did in your letter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because your letter, I will admit... Kind of makes you sound like a bit of an asshole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's I, yeah. But I, I guess this is also coming as a feet like from a female standpoint here is that I feel like if a guy didn't want to eat me out and I loved him and we did everything else, that I would get over it. Mm-hmm. Do you think that it's different than like with? Blowjobs specifically? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because uh, when... I mean, I love it, but I also... Yeah, I mean, if there's... I mean, going down on a girl, that that is a... Uh, it's a much different action than having something shoved in your mouth. Yeah. Uh, especially like a mouth rape, which is so violent. Yes. Uh, it's so extremely violent and so violating uh, all at the same time. It, it's something that uh, that will just absolutely uh, traumatize a person. Uh, and, you know, it's possible you might just have to do without. You know, it's possible you might have to do without. It's. I mean, you also have to ask yourself, like, does her... You know, does the rape that she experienced, like, does this affect any other part of your lives, uh, of your relationship? You know, does this have a sort of uh, ripple effect uh, through the rest of your relationship? Um, If the answer is no, then just fucking do without. There are worse things in this world to go without than blowjobs. You know, that's like, how I, f- I mean, that's you know, kind like of, that's, especially if it is something that she is still haunted by, that is a difficult thing to ask for someone to just get over. Yeah. It's not something, I mean, if she, th- like, think about it from her place, like, would you want to be forced to do something that every time you do it, you have a flashback of a terrible Terrible experience. The worst in your thing life that has ever happened ever happened to you. To you. Yeah, and, and that's that memory. I don't is never going to go away. No, like that. That I, I. Well, I mean, it might. You know what? I I really have to plead a little bit of ignorance on this, and I, I think on on this one, I think we need to reach out to some listeners out there who have. I mean, of course, and and this is something that that. You know, we don't have to read the emails on on air or give any kind of specific details about because I know it's an extremely difficult thing to talk about, especially to a couple of fucking strangers. Um, if you out there, if you've been, you know, been through a rape, uh, how did you get over it? How did you get to the point uh, where that didn't pop into your head? you know, every time you had that same kind of sexual experience, like how, what is the, 
the process uh, for that. Um, and, you know, and also let us know. It's like, do you think this guy is out of line? You know, I mean, I've definitely had things happen to me it, sexually with other partners that have not been dug of things that I didn't want, of things that I was completely against and it didn't really matter. Mm-hmm. But at the time in going through a hard time and not to say that it's my fault, but I was so drunk and on shit that I couldn't stop it even if I wanted to. Yeah. And every once in a while, something will spark a memory of like a very specific time that I have in my head that I have to like stop for a second. Yeah. But it also, I've talked to him about it before. You know, like we've, like I opened up and told him about the experience that I had had. So he's very mindful of it. And we don't, you know, we don't get to that place of doing things like that because he also respects that it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. And And I think that's a trust between two people that you have to have. Yeah. I mean, and it was, you know, I I will say it was kind of fucked up for her to say she was saving it for marriage. I think, you know, but also maybe she thought that she could get over it. That is true. That that is very true that she thought like once I'm married to somebody, then I can, I trust them and I love them and I can do this. I won't be with them for the rest of, uh, of my life. Uh, but this is also, this is not something that you should be fighting about. Yeah. And you pro- you're probably fighting about it. This isn't the type of thing you should fight about. This is the type of thing you should talk about. Uh, and it's not something that you need to to force on. Of course, not something you can force on. It's not even like, you can't even do like subtle hints on this or anything like that. Like this has to be something that you need to talk to her about. And then, you know, just kind of talk to her about it and say like, you know what, when you're comfortable with it, then, you know, if you want to go and talk to somebody or something like that, if this is seeping into other areas of your life, uh, then maybe you need to go to someone and talk about it. Uh, and, and also just, you know, and make sure that we'll make sure you, most of all, you don't uh, make sure that you aren't fucking approaching this from just a sex thing, because that is so fucking selfish. Because that's also part of probably why she doesn't she doesn't feel comfortable in doing it. Yeah. You know, you need to be a net for her. You need to be a support for her yeah. when she's going through this mm-hmm. for, or else why, if you're, if it's something that she feels forced into doing or something she feels pressured to do, that's also a trigger to rem- of the pressure that she had to go through when she went through that awful, awful, awful experience. Yeah. You know, that's not something that makes her want to do it. No. <laughs> you know, that's not, no, no, not at all. The but more also, you pressure, the less she wants to do it. We were talking about that machine on the round table. Yeah, the auto blow too. Yeah, that is supposed to completely simulate blowjobs. Yeah, get yourself an auto blow. And how do I not cheat? Uh, that's such a dickhead thing to ask. Yeah, you know, it like, really is. <laughs> you don't cheat because you're fucking married. Yeah. Because That's you not love an the option. person you you married. That is not that is made a commitment. That is, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know if you remember uh, the the email that we answered a couple weeks ago uh, when you know the girl was with the married guy that was cheating on uh, her wife uh, on his wife, uh, like saying like, oh, we're unhappy and you know the sex is unfulfilling and all that. Those are excuses. Uh, you don't 
cheat on your wife. You don't cheat on your husband. You, you don't are, cheat on your boyfriend or your girlfriend. I mean, you don't just, yeah, there's no reason yeah. to hurt someone like you don't that. Che- especially something as small as this, because in the grand scheme of things, this is fucking insignificant. Yes. Like this is, this is a small thing. This is a very small thing. And if you went five years without, you know, a blowjob before, then you obviously don't need it. It's obviously not something that you need. It's not like uh, the guy in our first letter. That's something that he needs. Yes. You know, like that—that that is that is something that he needs to be happy. If you went five years without, you know, a blowjob and you and then like, because what is it? What did you just marry this girl? So she would finally suck your dick? Uh, is that it's kind of what it sounds like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it kind of sounds like that. Uh, no, no, like that. That's such a small thing. Uh, and yeah, if you if it's really that big of a deal, buy the Auto Blow too. Uh, if you pre-order it, it's one hundred and thirty dollars. Uh, sounds worth wait, it. It's one hundred and fifty. Uh, so that's. You know, I mean, sorry to be so harsh with you on this, but you needed someone to be harsh with you on this. Yeah, you got. You, yeah. got, you just have to be a little more gentle. Yeah, be gentle. Be a gentleman. Gentleman. Yeah, be a be a be a gentleman. Yeah, and and yeah, you're you know you're a fucking southern boy. You know, use some of that fucking southern. Hospital. You got that southern charm. You got that southern charm. You got Texas that southern. Forever. You got that. <laughs> use some of that southern gentility. You know, play and you know and don't. This isn't a hammer situation, you know, and I'm, I'm afraid that's how uh, you're looking at it. Um, but no, no pressure, no cheating. And if this is enough to make you think about cheating that much and that seriously enough where you mention it in the email, then you need to reexamine your shit, man. Like Maybe you, this is just... Maybe this isn't the woman you want to be with for the rest of your life. Maybe. And if it's over not getting blowjobs, dude, man. Then you're a piece of (laughs) shit. Yeah, you're a piece of shit. (laughs) If you divorce a woman because she won't blow you, then you are a piece of shit. But if there are other reasons involved, which it could be, you know, she she could not have a lot of trust issues. It could be a lot of, not only on her, but, you know, maybe you guys just aren't right for each other. Yeah. And if she does have a lot of trust issues and things like that, then... Which is understandable. Which is very understandable. Then, you know, she can get help. You can get help together. There's a lot of things that you can do uh, without just fucking marrying someone and then throwing them away. Um, but uh, man, I, I hope it helps, and I hope you, you know, I hope you took this stuff to heart. Uh, and anybody else out there who's, you know, thinking about shit like that, take it to heart. Like, the, there's, there's too many people out there being assholes uh, for you to add to the fucking pile. Be good to each other, man. Yeah, man. Fucking make noise and be free. Be free. <laughs> that'll that'll do it for this episode of Sex and Other Human Activities. If you've got a question for us, uh, send us an email, cavecomedyradio@gmail.com, or if you've got anything to contribute to uh, what we've said, what we talked about on this or any other episode, cavecomedyradio@gmail.com is the place to send your question. We'll see you next week. Proud to be American. Proud to be American. This is Dee Marie. And this is Tiana Miller. Make sure you check out Gentrification at the Creek in the Cave every last Monday of the month at 10 p.m. Wait a minute. I thought this was the Dee Marie show. Uh, it was, but then I moved in. Oh, damn. That means my rent's gonna go up. It'll probably be safer. 
There's nothing safe about dudes with robber baron mustaches. That's probably <laughs> true. <laughs>